all of the ones basically in the in the that are used in the Old Testament are talking about what? The first definition. Talents as a weight, right? And then all of the ones in the second or in the New Testament, or basically out of in the New Testament, there were six verses with the word talents in it, and eleven times it is found in the parable of the talents. So it's actually there that you want to find the definition or or, or the the story of the talents. So I would like you to go to, to the parable, Matthew 25, if you have your Bibles, Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. And we can read there together. And this is in the context, the, the story is in the context of what is happening in Matthew 24, the first verses. The story of the ten virgins, right? So, with the ten virgins before, and it's talking, and, and we can start actually in verse 13, because even though the, the paragraph starts in a, in a way after that, uh, about the talents, it gives us the context. It says, watch therefore, verse 13, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So it's talking about which time period? The very end, right? So in the very end, we need to, this, this is actually talking about talents in the very end, right? Okay, so this is, this is very applicable actually to our lives. Now, let's read it. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. So it's a, starting, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling. So we need to know who is the man, right? A man traveling um, into a far country who called his own servants. So we have the servants and delivered unto, him, unto them his goods. So what is... The, who's the man that's traveling? Jesus. Jesus, right? Yeah, it is, it is actually Christ. Uh, the, so it's the man traveling into a far country. Where's the far country? And who are the servants? For time's sake, the, the servants, Jesus went where? Yeah? To earth. And we are the servants, right? The, the children of man or the followers of, of Christ. It's also in some translations, slaves. Um, and delivered unto them his goods. So he gave us, us as followers of him, he gave us his goods. Um, okay, next verse. And unto one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. So, First principle, he doesn't give everybody the same amount of talents. But he gives them according to their ability. And it's, and it's good with that. Then, 16. Then he that had perceived, uh, received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. So he increased it. And likewise, he that had two received two and he also gained two. But he that received one went and digged it into the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. 
he also received, had that received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received one talent come and said, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I said, I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the, in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap and where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore have put thy money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore that talent from, from him, and give it to him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall it be given, and he that shall have abundance, but from him that hath, hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a tough, tough uh, parable, right? Um, now, the context is the second coming, right? And, and this is interesting. I, I, I looked it up in the, in the Christ Object Lessons, uh, chapter 25. There's a whole p chapter on talents. And, and if you haven't read it, uh, and if you have read it, read it again. It, it's, a, it's a tremendous chapter on, on talents. And, and uh, there, uh, in Christ's Object Lessons 3.25, it says, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. Then he showed what it means to watch for his coming. Now, this is the question, right? Should we just sit back and watch and wait? Right? It says there, the time is to be spent not in idle waiting, but in diligent working. The lesson he taught in the parable, this lesson he taught in the parable of the talents. We are to use our talents. We are to use everything that the Lord has given us. What has the Lord given us? He has given everything to us. Here, here's a, um, one more statement. What are the talents? Here, here she defines it. She defines what the talents are. The special gifts of the Spirit are not the only talents represented in the parable. It includes all gifts and endowments, whether original, acquired, natural, or spiritual. Wow. It's everything that we have gotten from the Lord. Everything. If it's natural, acquired, if, we, if we've learned to, to, to play the piano, if we've learned to do this or that, or if it's just natural to us, it doesn't matter. If we have gotten things from the Lord, from the, from the, 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 the traveler, right, uh, Christ, if we have gotten things from Him, that is a talent. The question is, how do we use it? And who are we using it for? Are we hiding it? Are we... Are we putting it and using it and putting it into his work and doubling them. Okay, now, in the, in the chapter, she actually goes through the different talents and, and there's se whole sections on these talents. Mental faculties, our brain that we have gotten, are we using it for God's work? 
mental faculties. Second one, speech. How many, how many people have gotten a, uh, just to the first one, how many of you have a brain? You know, uh, everybody has a brain. You know, how many of you have, have speech? Everybody in here has speech. You know, this, these are talents. We have all gotten talents. Influence. How many of us have influence? You know, even if you think you have no influence, everybody has influence. Even when you, when you do nothing, you actually have an influence on somebody. This is interesting. This is actually, in science, they have <laughs> found that, yeah, yeah, it's actually true. Because you're making still an impression on people without doing anything. <laughs> but, so anyway, it's, it might not be as much, but you still have influence. Time. Time is a talent. A whole section on time. Time management. If you want to learn time management, go and study Christ Object Testing. We're going to talk about it also tomorrow. Health. Health is a talent that we have gotten. We have gotten a physical body. How are we using it? Are we using it for God? Are we using it for ourselves? Strength. Strength is a talent. Money. Resources. We're going to talk about that in two days. We're going to talk about resources. Like what? The, the money that I have, whose is it? Whose is it? You know? You wonder. I mean, sometimes I wonder. You know? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, kindly affections. Actually, um, loving others is a talent. <laughs> it's interesting. Kindly affections and so forth. There's, there's many more. So, bottom line, we all have talents. We all have talents. question is, how are we using them? Okay, it continues in this in this uh, in this definition. It includes all gifts and endowments, whether original, acquired, natural, or spiritual. And then it says, "Where are they? Are they are they to be used? What are they to be used for? All are to be employed in Christ's service. All. Does that include time? Uh, time? Does it, does that include resources, money?" Does that include influence? Does that include all of those that we just listed? All are to employ, be employed in what? In Christ's service. So this is the bottom line. This is, this is the, the, the foundation of which we are talking about. Self-management is actually using our everything, that all of our talents that we have gotten in God's work. Proper self-management is using everything that we have gotten in God's work. Okay. Here is a very strong, strong, strong statement. You ready for this? Yeah, maybe I should ask you first. You, you want to hear this one? Yes. This is a this is a very challenging statement, and and I. It will it it can be a blessing to you. I hope it won't be a curse to you. Mm. You want to hear it? Yes. yes. All right. Let's go. It says, we have no time now to give our energies and talents to worldly enterprises. Shall we become absorbed in serving the world, serving ourselves, and lose the eternal life, of, or eternal life and the everlasting bliss of heaven? She says, oh, we cannot afford to do this. Let every talent be employed where? In the work of God. Whoa. This is, this is dynamite. I mean, this is so far from reality that it makes us all tremble. Or it could. You know, I mean, that's, that's an ideal painted that is so high above what we usually think about. 
that I'm concerned. That I'm concerned. But I believe that the reason I'm sharing it with you, I believe that if we start thinking like this and start handling ourselves, our time, talents, resources, all of our, our everything that we have in this way and start moving in this direction, I believe something is going to happen. I think it actually has, has end time significance for these last days. I think this is one of the, especially Matthew 25, it's talking about talents. It's talking about this very subject. How are we using our talents? It's just before the, the, Lord, the coming of the Lord. And we have heard these messages, you know, let us enter the work. But we have become so dull, so dull to this, this message that it is scary. Strong. We have no time now to give our energies and talents to worldly enterprises. In the end, maybe we'll have some time for questions. And uh, imagine what would happen if every talent was employed in the work of God. Now, this is again, uh, you can use your paper again. I want you to, to think, go in groups of two, three, four, and think about this question. What would happen with our church? Okay, we have, we have, just situation analysis. We have about 1 to 2%, 1.25% that, that are pastors and employed by the church, okay? That are actually using all of their energy, all of their time, all of their, you know, everything in the work of God, hopefully, right? Now, what is with the other 98%? Well, they are lay members. Lay members use how much time in the work of God? And how much time for the worldly enterprises, you could say. You know? Um, and now I want you to imagine and think about in, in the groups what would happen if lay members would rally to the work and unite their efforts with those of church officers and ministers. You know this quote? Mm. The work of God can never be finished, it says, until the lay people of our church rally to the work and unite their efforts. I would like you to, to, to spend some time and write down on, on a piece of paper. What? Imagine what would happen if every talent was employed in the work of God. If, if every Adventist turned to your neighbor and discussed this and, and, and find out what would happen if, if we used everything. If this is a challenging, challenging question. What, was, what would happen this is, this is so idealistic, okay? Uh, just, I, I, I hope I'm not losing you. This is idealistic, right? Okay? Idealistic, it's fine. It's not necessarily reality, but let's try to imagine what could happen. What would have to happen? Okay. This was a very short time to give you for such a profound question. The, the reason I want you to think about this is because I think we think about these things much too little. We think about these things much too little. Why? It's natural, because it's not very close to reality. And, you know, it's, it's because it's not close to reality that we dismiss it. 
<coughs> it's impossible. And it seemingly is impossible. But I think still. What did you come up with? Some thoughts? A little discussion. Yeah? Because in unselfish ministry, that yeah. true happiness is found. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, one thing we were thinking, speaking, is that uh, we won't need any more really money because if all the talents would have put in on service for free, we can just exchange everything <laughs> with each other and with the world, and there would not be any more worldly way of doing things. <laughs> Think of this. You know, we sometimes talk about about the, the Apostles and the Pentecostal time period and wanting to revive that, right? And having the 10 days of revival and, and, and praying and so on in the upper room and all of these things, right? You know what actually happened there? I believe it's exactly this. They Wish put they everything, everything they had, <coughs> every talent in the work of God. You know, it actually, and this we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the last presentation, resources, you know? It actually says there, they had all things in common. They gave everything. They said, it doesn't matter how much, they said, everything. They understood, nothing is mine. It's all for one purpose. It's all for one purpose. It's tremendous. I actually believe that, that this, what, what happened there in the early church, is something that w needs to happen in our church. That we understand that everything that we have, all of our talents, all of our time, all of our resources, is the Lord's. I mean, this is general theology. We actually believe that, you know. That, I mean, that that that, that generally should happen, but sometimes we don't actually look at it as radical, maybe, as as that. Here, some statements, or one statement here. If every church member was a living missionary, the gospel would be speedily proclaimed in all countries to all peoples, nations, and tongues. She says it. If all of us were true missionaries, that's what we have. Definition of a missionary? Give all of our time, talents, and resources to the work of God. That is our sole first aim. Now, now, this is a, is a huge, huge um, ideal, yeah? And, and I, I really hope that you can keep this ideal in mind. You might not be able to put it in practice tomorrow or, or this year or next year even, okay? But if you don't keep this in mind, if you discard it because it's too far from the, from the truth or rather from reality or reality around, then I believe... We will stay here for many years. Yes? I just wanted to say that it did happen, so it's not unreal. No, it's not, re it's not unreal. It it's, it's only seemingly impossible, which means it is possible. It seems to be impossible, but it is possible. Thank you for that. Yeah, it did happen. It's, and, and here I want to, to help our... If you can just keep this in mind and then step by step go towards it and, and try to figure out how can I use all of my time, talents and resources for God? How can I become a missionary? How can I use my business in ministry? You know, 
there's a statement and we're going to talk about it in, in New Year actually. Business and religion are not two separate things. They are one, it says. All this is interesting, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because all the people in the Bible from Abraham on that I have in mind, and probably even Adam, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, they were all businessmen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they were running their own way of own business. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, um, I would like to just study one more passage just shortly with you, and that is oh, one more passage in Matthew 6. If go to Matthew 6. Um, Matthew 6, and then we can start with uh, 29. That even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of them. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass and the fields, with, uh, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall not uh, much more he clothe you, O ye of little faith. Okay, he's talking to Jews, and he's telling them, you of little faith, okay? provocative and there he says then he says therefore take no thought saying what shall I eat what shall I drink or wherewithal shall I be clothed okay eating drinking and being clothed what how do you ensure that you are eating and, and drinking and clothed today yeah today I go to the shop and you go to the shop but first you, before you go to the shop you need to take what with you money money right where do you get money I work you work. Huh. Interesting. So it's actually talking about work. Take no heed of your work. Where you get food, drink, and clothes. Okay, th keep this in mind. Okay, now. 32. For after all these things, and now, very provocative. Do the Gentiles seek? He's talking to Jews. And he's calling them, O ye of little faith, and you Gentiles. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine this. How provocative. Do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you need, have need of all these things. But then he says, but what? But seek ye first what? Kingdom. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. He's actually talking about your job. Don't think about where your food is going to come from, where your clothes is going to come from. If you seek first my kingdom, if you put every talent into the work, everything that you have, have everything that, that the servant or the, the, the traveler has given you, Christ has given you, your body, your everything that he has given you, and making it the sole aim to win people. All these things shall be added unto you. He will provide for you. He will make sure. It is actually... He, we will not be poor people. Necessarily. Necessarily. But <laughs> the thing is that if we have surrendered it, it's not ours, it's God's. Mm. And we're just here to, to manage it. Oh man, what a beautiful... You know, it's, and, and we don't have to care... If we lose it, well, it's the Lord's. You know? It's a, it's a new way, a paradigm shift. It's a new way of thinking. Here. So, to round off, the questions that were in the description, what talents has the Lord given me? Has that question been answered to some, some degree? 
that you have understood somewhat what your talents are, what the talents are that are talked about. Yeah? We have many talents. Everybody have, has gotten many talents. Then the second question that was in the, in the booklet, how does he expect me to use them? Has that also been somewhat um, expressed? Yes. <laughs> Quite clearly, right? I would like to, I'd like to make an appeal to you to, if you would like to make this your, your personal decision, that you would like to employ every talent that the Lord has given you into God's work, that you want, this is a desire. This is not necessarily that, that you can do it tomorrow, that you can, you know, but that you, this is, this is a vision, this is an ideal that you want to keep in mind and work towards. If you would like to do that, if, if you can, if you have a place to write that down on the piece of paper, your commitment. And then you can put that piece of paper in Matthew 25 to, to remind you of your decision. Any thoughts, comments? Yes. I have a question. Christina. Regarding the sentence from testimonies for, for the church, the state to use every talent for the work of God. But what about, um, for example, a pastor has a calling to be a pastor and to spread the gospel. But there are people who they don't possess this gift, right? Let's say um, you're a project manager in company. And you are good at doing that. You are good at working mm-hmm. in a big company. You have your career. <coughs> you cannot um, combine them together. You can work as a part-time in the church. You have your duties in the church. But it's not like giving every talent that you have to God. If you are taken from that company, from that business environment, and put in, in the missionary environment, yeah. Good. How would you comment on that? Very good question. Thank you. Um, my suggestion to him is not to become a pastor, not to become an evangelist, not to become anything else than a businessman. He should stay a businessman. I, my suggestion to him is that he would find out if he's a, is he the business manager of the company? No, I say just randomly. Yeah, yeah. No, but I just suggest in, in this situation, for example, if he is the business manager himself, he should find out, how can I make my business into a ministry? And this is, this is something. How can I actually use the business that I have and make it into a ministry? How can I reach people through my business? If, it's not, if the business isn't in and of itself, you could say ethically wrong, uh, sinful, then there are ways to do that. But it's, it's not generally thought about. It's, it's not always directly thought about. So, so the, the, the question is, and if he's working for another business, for somebody else, the, 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 the problem is that he is furthering with about maybe 90% of his time, he's furthering the philosophy of somebody else, a worldly philosophy. Probably, you know. Exactly. So, so he's, he's furthering that, and, and he's furthering their goals. Of course, he is, he's doing good on the side, which is 10% maybe, or, or maybe 20% if, he's, if it's a lot. And he's doing good and furthering his philosophy as well. But he, it's not actually, let every talent be employed of the work of God. So it's, I would say, you know, if he's doing that today, 
that might be the ideal situation for him today, but I think he should open his mind and see if the Lord opens a, an opportunity for him to, to either start his own company and, and make it into a, a, a business ministry, or if he can work for a ministry. What is a business ministry? Yes, just a practical example. Okay, um, practical example. Uh, if you are a, a designer and you're working for a company, um, but you want to, to, you know, you're designing for this company, you could say, okay, I will start freelancing, uh, meaning doing my own design and sell it and, and so on, and make my business, and I'll do this for, you know, for the church, for example. That, because the, the, the church also needs design. Oh, does the church need design? Oof, right? Or how about... How about um, TV production. If you're a, a TV producer or you media, you're into media. Um, does the church need media workers? Oh yes. Oh yes. You know, they need to have more uh, TV channels. The thing is that there could be. Um, actually, I will have this in my morning worship. I think I will. I will talk about this with with the different uh, occupations. With the different occupations that you can you can actually use basically any occupation in the ideal setting in God's work, using all of your time to further an institution or an organization that has the same goals to reach people. If you're a teacher, you can do it in, in, in schools that have that aim, right? If, you, if you're a, a nurse, you can do it in a hospital or a sanitarium or a lifestyle center, rather. Uh, or if you're a doctor, of course, or a physiotherapist or all of these things can all be done in, in institutions that are furthering the cause of God. This is, this is the work that we have been called to do anyway. To do, and that's why the Adventism has so many educational systems, uh, or one of the biggest educational systems of all, actually all denominations except for, for the Catholic Church, is because the Lord has counseled us to do that. Also, uh, health. We have lots of institutions, or had, or have still, of course, but, but this is the, the idea that the Lord has given us to be able to employ everybody. Do we need architects to build those institutions? Yeah, we do. Do we need, you know, what, what occupations are here, you know? Basically, any occupation that is, I believe, that is not in and of itself sinful, in the ideal situation, if we had the institutions, could be used in God's work full-time. Full-time, not just part-time. But, but this is the ideal that I wanted, want to kind of, kind of uh, put in our minds that there is an ideal that we should strive towards, I believe. If we don't strive towards it, it will never happen. It's just reality. You know, it's just a fact. And so, therefore, I, I would like to make this you know, as the ideal, and, and I believe she, she also puts it as the ideal as such, in order for us to go in that direction. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. Other questions? Yeah. During the same question, uh, how is it? Is it sh sh supposed to be like this? Um, companies, whatever your occupation is, it should be like work. Of course, we are not in ideal circumstances, so it could be like if you are working as our like on your business and profit, but you're aiming towards step by step to make it more for the church, right? Yes. 
Yes, and that I believe is in God's will. You know, you can do that in God's will. I, I'm not saying that everybody is sinning. You know, you know, like that is not doing this at this very moment. I believe, though, if opportunity comes and we don't disregard it, and we or we have seen this and and we we don't want to do it, and we want to, you know, in a way, then I think we're we're starting to get into. Uh, 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 gray zone, you could say, or you know, that that we're, hey, you know, let's 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 use every talent when when the opportunity comes when the door opens, let's try to take it wherever we can. Yeah. How do we know our talents? How do we know what your talents are? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, good question. There's a nice questionnaire to discover your gifts. I did. I taken a long time yes. ago. Yeah, there is a. Uh, I have a, a form actually, where where you can find out um, more of like what your life work or, or talents and, and so on is. So I could do that later. Can we like pray f- to get more talents? If you, if you think it's. That's a gift. Yeah, I, I, it's a gift from from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think talents used are talents mul- multiplied. So, yes. The more we work, the more we get. Uh, yes. And, and, yeah, the Lord can give you. I think it, it's good to pray for them. Good. Let's, let's uh, close um, this meeting. Should we, should we kneel for prayer? Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us talents, time, and resources to work in your, in your vineyard. Father, help us to to move step by step towards this and to to keep this in mind as we go forward to to um, yeah to to go forward with you in our hearts, Father. The best thing that we can can think of is is the gospel and what you have done for us, and therefore it is only natural for us to share this and to use everything that you have given us in the work. We thank you for it, and I pray that you will be with each one of us, each one here that has taken decisions and in wanting to to find out how we can employ our talents in the in your work. I want to thank you that that you will do this, and that you have given us the power of choice to choose this. In Jesus' name, Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.